First uh, Samuel uh, chapter one. I've got a baby dedication tonight uh, with Mackenzie and with Hunter and Bethany. And uh, when they wanted to do this, uh, they come to me. I didn't go to them. I wait for moms and dads to come to me. Uh, if they don't want to do it, that's fine. But if they want to, that's great. I'm, I'm always more than happy. Uh, but really, I, I told them sitting up here the other night as we talked about it for a little while. Uh, really, what this is about is that they're telling us uh, that they're going to raise her in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Uh, that's what tonight is all about. It's, it's really not about Mackenzie tonight as much as it is about Hunter and Bethany. And that they're making a promise uh, to raise her for the Lord. Uh, and we're going to do our part as a church, right? Amen. To, uh, you know, Sunday school teachers are going to do their part. This preacher is going to do his part. And they're going to do their part. Uh, but then there comes a time that I asked a friend of mine one time as he was raising three young ones. And I said, what do you do? I mean, once they get old enough to leave, he says, well, you just, you just pray that what you gave them is going to stick with them. Uh, and so it does matter what you give to your children tonight. It does. Well, let's look in 1 Samuel chapter 1 tonight. And go look at the story of Hannah and Samuel. Uh, I, I love this story. This is just one of my favorite stories uh, in the Old Testament. If I could ask you to stand tonight uh, while we read and you pray for your preacher. I'll try not to be too long tonight because uh, we're going to give Hunter and Bethany some time tonight also. First uh, Samuel chapter 1, look with me in verse 9. The Bible says, So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou would indeed look on the affliction of of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Now skip down with me into verse 20. And wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. And Elkanah her husband said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good, tarry until thou hast weaned him, till thou have weaned him. And then notice what he said, only the Lord established his word. Uh, Elkanah knew something about the Lord. I believe he did. He, he said, you do what you need to do, but the Lord will establish his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And they slew a bullet and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as, thou, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. 
For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord as long as he liveth. He shall be lent to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. You can be seated. Lord, we thank you again for another opportunity to be in your house. And most of all, we thank you for Calvary, for dying for us so that we could be saved. But it's preaching time, and I pray you'd come by for just a little while and anoint us afresh, and Lord, give us plain speech and give us a plain thought pattern tonight. I pray you'd hinder Satan from this building. And Lord, I pray that you'll do something for these dear people tonight that I cannot do, that you'll do a work in their heart. Lord, I ask tonight if there's somebody lost, I pray you'd save them. And God, if there's somebody here who has a need, I pray you meet that need. But Lord, as we've come tonight to dedicate this child, Mackenzie, unto you, uh, and Lord, as Hunter and Bethany, they're, they're making their promise, uh, and that to raise her in your nurture and your admonition, uh, that Lord, that they'd be faithful to do that. And Lord, I know, I know that if you tramp a child the way it should go, it'll not depart from it when it's old. And so we ask tonight that you'd bless this family and bless this child and this mom and dad. Help me now while I preach. And we'll tell you again that we love you. And thank you for Calvary for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Uh, most of us know this passage of Scripture is uh, when Hannah is uh, praying for a son. As a matter of fact, she said over in verse 27, she said, For this child uh, I prayed. And, and most of us know the whole story. I've preached on it several times over the years. And if you've read your Bible... Uh, you know how that she was provoked by her adversary because she was childless and uh, how that she was a woman of a sorrowful spirit and, and how the abundance of her grief and complaint did she talk to the Lord and uh, she was just uh, in bitterness of soul and uh, we understand that. And what she wants is a little boy. Uh, when you look here it says, if, if you would remember the flexion of thine handmaid, remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child then I'll give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Uh, can I say tonight that that would be a good thing for every mom and dad in here tonight. Uh, your desire should be to give your children an act to the work of the Lord. Uh, that should be something that you desire tonight is for your child uh, and that to serve Christ. Uh, I'm telling you, there's no better place for your children to be at uh, than to be in the will of God and serving Him. I'll never forget. Now I know I've said this, made this same before, but I remember being in Preacher's Fellowship, and this when Brother Ted Pegram was still alive, and he was raising his grandchildren, he's raising two of his grandsons, and I remember him making this statement, and, and he said, I don't care if these boys drive the trash truck uh, as long as they're serving God. And I thought, man, well, what a better, uh, what, what a better uh, want and desire uh, for your child. And it does not matter what they do out in the world uh, uh, to make money in the job that they have, uh, uh, but that they're serving God uh, and pleasing Him. Uh, the Bible talks about children in Psalms 127. Uh, uh, it said, children, uh, lo, children are a heritage uh, of the Lord and the fruit of the womb uh, uh, is his rewards. You know that word heritage is talking about 
<coughs> an inheritance. You know, God gives them to you, uh, and and they are a uh, inheritance. That what was it? He said right here, uh, it is a reward to have those children. He said, as ours are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of youth uh, of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them, and they shall not be ashamed. Uh, but they shall speak with his enemies uh, uh, in the gate. As I studied this, I come across that scripture when uh, Esau and Jacob uh, uh, was meeting each other out there in the wilderness. Uh, uh, and, and, and when Esau looks at uh, all of Jacob's family uh, uh, coming at him, the Bible said they lifted up his eyes uh, and saw the women and the children and said, uh, Who are these with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant." Uh, Boy, I'm telling you, he said, these are the children uh, uh, that God hath graciously given to me. And I tell you tonight, moms and dads, that God has given you your children uh, uh, to raise, uh, but he expects you to raise them uh, in his nurture uh, and his admonition tonight. And what Hannah wanted to do, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself tonight, uh, uh, but notice what she said in verse 28. Uh, uh, she said, Therefore also uh, I have lent him unto the Lord, uh, as long as he liveth he shall be lent <coughs> to the Lord. And so we find right here uh, uh, that Hannah was willing to give him up uh, so that he could be able to serve God. I want to look at three things quickly tonight about Hannah and about raising this child in serving the Lord. First of all, look at Hannah's desire. First of all, she wanted to be a mom. Can I tell you tonight, to be a mom and dad uh, uh, is a great thing tonight. Uh, I mean, it's a wonderful thing to have children. I mean, he said that it's a heritage of the Lord. said it is a, a reward to have children that God has graciously uh, uh, given them to you. Uh, uh, and notice the vow that she made. This is how bad she wanted a little boy. Uh, She went over here and she said, Lord, if thou would indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, remember me and not forget thine handmaid, uh, but will give thine handmaid a man-child, then I'll give him unto thee, uh, unto the Lord, uh, all the days of his life. She said, Lord, if you'll just let me uh, have him for just a little while, I'll give him to you and let you have him all his life. That's a pretty big statement right there. Now I want you to think for just a minute, you moms and dads. Uh, uh, think about what she's saying. She knows uh, what she's saying when she makes this vow. She realizes that, uh, that she, if she has this little boy, if, if God uh, blesses her and they get to have this child, uh, uh, she knows that when he comes to a certain age uh, that she's going to have to give him up. Think about that for just a second. How many of you moms and dads would want to do that tonight? How many of you would want to give them up when they're real little and that to be able to go and that uh, serve God tonight? Not only did she have a desire and that to be a mother, but she had a desire that her child uh, uh, would serve God all his life. Think about that for just a second. Hannah was some more woman. She was something else. She was some more mother. He said, well, I mean, I mean, to be able to give her uh, son up, to be able to go uh, and that serve the Lord, I mean, she knew what she was going to have to uh, do. And let me ask you tonight, uh, do you want your children to serve God? 
Her desire was for her child to serve God. How about you tonight? I think if you're saved tonight and you have children, I think that should be one of your greatest desires is for your children to serve God. There's no happier place for your children. And let me say tonight, children, let me say tonight, young people, uh, there's, no, no, there's no better place for you to be uh, than serving God tonight. That's a good place to be at. But she wanted her son and that to be able to serve God. Do you want your children? You know, you don't have to wait for your children to be older to serve God. Did you know that? I mean, Hannah, uh, she takes her son and uh, leads him here at the house of God at the tabernacle. I, I really don't know how old that he is, uh, uh, but we do know that she's winged him. Uh, uh, he's not that old. Uh, uh, and she takes him uh, uh, and leads him to the Lord and leaves him there with Eli. Just gives him up so that he can go serve the Lord. As I, I believe I can say this tonight, what Hunter and Bethany told me up here the other night as we were talking, as we were talking about what that really means, about what this service tonight means, uh, she said, she told me this, they, they both told me tonight, as, uh, the other night as we was talking, uh, already been praying that Lord you take her and, and use her the way that you see fit to. I think that's kind of what you told me. I'm putting it in Mark's terms tonight. But one of the concerns they had was that sometimes, somewhere along the line, God might move her halfway around the world to serve Him. And that is a possibility. Did you know that tonight? If you give your child up and that to the Lord, uh, uh, He just might move your child halfway around the world to serve Him. Now think about that for a minute. Hannah knew when she made this vow that she was going to have to give him up. But her desire was so much that for him to serve God, she said, I've lent him unto the Lord, and said all his life he'll be lent to God. As I read this, I I thought about about, uh, Hannah, I wondered how uh, how many nights that she went to bed and she missed him. I wondered how many nights that as she went to bed, she knew she made the right decision, but she still wet her pillow with her tears because he wasn't there. I thought about that. But yet she knew that she made the right decision when she gave him up. How do you know that? I know, I know my King James Bible tonight. I know that if she would have ever wanted to back up on that and she ever changed her mind or she said that she wished that she hadn't done it, I got a feeling that somewhere in this Bible it would have told us that. I know the book tonight. It's just as honest as honest can be. And if Hannah would have said, boy, I wish I'd have never done that, I believe it'd be in here somewhere. I think... I think even though she might have been sad at times. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just preaching between the lines as Mitchell says sometimes. I, uh, listen, I don't know if it's ever that way. Uh, but I, I understand moms and dads tonight uh, that that would be a sad thing. Yes. 
But that child that you brought into this world, I, I, that, that you, don't, you don't get to watch them grow up. I, I, you've left them and put them in the hands of the Lord. and let Him deal with all that. And so Hannah, leaning to the Lord, I don't think she ever lost her desire for Him to serve God. Can I tell you tonight, don't ever lose your desire for you to serve God. And don't ever lose your desire for your children to serve God. Don't ever ever lose that because as soon as you lose your desire in that to serve God or for them to serve God, uh, uh, you're not going to be able to help them uh, in the way that they need to go. Her desire was for Him to serve God and lend Him unto the Lord. But her decision she made, she went and done it. See, a lot of people have a desire for their children to serve God, but that is as much as it goes. It's just a desire. But she made a decision, and made, made a, uh, the decision that she made was, uh, I'm going to take him and, and leave him uh, and let him be able to serve God. We go back, and she said in verse 27, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. Can I tell you tonight that in the decision that she made, her desire was for him. First of all, her desire was to have him. Second of all, her desire was for him to serve God. And the decision she made was for him to do that. And she put him in a place where he could be used. Can I ask you moms and dads tonight, have you put your children in a place to where they could learn of God and be used of God? For them to see God not only move in your life, but to move in their life. See, the thing about this is they learn by example. Do they see God move in your life? They ever seen God do anything for you? They ever, they ever seen you spend time in prayer, reading your Bible? I mean, having, having a, a, a relationship and that with the Lord Jesus Christ, do they see that in your life? See, your desire is for them to know God and to love God and to serve God, but do you know Him and do you serve Him? You see, they're they're probably not going to. Let me put it to you like this tonight. Whatever you deem important spiritually, that's what they're going to believe is going to be important spiritually too. If you believe Sunday school is important, then they'll believe Sunday school is important. If you believe church is important, then they'll believe church is important. Uh, If you believe that living separated from the world is important, they'll believe that. Uh, If if you believe that prayer time is important, they'll believe that. If if they see you read your Bible and you make much of the Scripture, uh, they'll believe that tonight and see that because they see it in you. I can harp on that and preach on that uh, and and drag you across the coals and uplift you uh, and edify you through all that, but if if you don't do it at home, uh, it ain't going to make a whole big difference in your child. I'm not saying lock your children up and force feed them Jesus. 
I think your home, let me put it to you like this. I think your home ought to be a fun place. I, th- I think it ought to be a great place. I think your children ought to have fun. I, I, I think it ought to just be a great place to live at. I don't think your home should be run like the army. I really don't tonight. Uh, but I do believe that there needs to be correction and discipline uh, uh, in your home. And when the rules are broke, then there's punishment. I understand those things. Uh, uh, but friend, I'm telling you tonight, uh, I think serving the Lord can be a good thing. Amen. <coughs> I thought of Second Kings chapter 5 <coughs> when it's talking about Naaman. The Bible said the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife, and she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. How'd that little maid know about the man of God? How'd that little maid know what Elisha was capable of? She'd been around something and somebody. Somebody had introduced her to uh, at least what Elisha was capable of and what God was capable of. Uh, she said if, if he was just down there in the land of Israel, said, I, I know the prophet could recover him. Somebody had introduced that little maid to what God was capable of. John chapter 6, when he's about to feed the 5,000, I preached on this not too long ago. Uh, and they're wanting to know what they're going to do. And you remember one of his disciples brought uh, this little lad. He said, there is a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? Uh, listen, what are you giving your children tonight and that to be able to serve Christ with? Five loaves and two barley. Five barley loaves and two fishes. I was about to say five loaves and two barley fishes. I wonder what them would taste like. What are you giving your children tonight? I remember that growing up, uh, me and my sister were made to go to church. And can I say this tonight? It did not hurt us to be made to go to church. Uh, don't don't let your soul spare for their crying and all that mess when uh, they get older and, and and sometimes they may not want to come. Uh, let me tell you tonight: if 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 look at me, young people, if you're saved, you should want to be here tonight. And look at me, old people. If you're older people, if you're saved, you should want to be here tonight. Amen. I just don't go for young people. I'm, I'm determined that I'm a product of my mom and dad. Yes. I was made to go to church. The night I got saved, my mother testified that she was on the other side of the church praying for her children. I am a product of my parents tonight. In my spiritual life, in my salvation, I really believe it's because of them is the reason I got saved. I'm going to tell you, moms and dads, you've got more with your children tonight than what some of you think. They need to see you 
living for the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 1, the Apostle Paul said, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. He told Timothy, he said, Timothy, the faith that you have, uh, he said, I've seen it in your grandmother Lois, I've seen it in your mother Eunice, and that's where you've got it from. He said, it's because of them you are the way you are tonight. So Hannah puts him in a place to be used of God. Her desire was for him to do that, and then she makes a decision to do it. 1 Samuel chapter 2, you look in verse 18, and the Bible said, when it's talking about the sins of uh, Hophni and Phinehas, in verse 18 said, But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child girded with a linen ephod. If you'll raise your children right in the nurture and admonition of God, put Bible in them and teach them about God, it does not matter who is around, they can still serve God. They're in the midst, I mean, Samuel is having to deal with these sons of Belial, which is Eli and, uh, or Othni and Phineas, Eli's sons. Uh, they were wicked men. They were robbing the people. Uh, I, I mean, the tabernacle didn't mean nothing to them. Uh, but, said, but Samuel ministered before the Lord. You go to chapter 3 and verse 1, and the Bible said to the child, Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was very precious, was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. And it was in this chapter that God began to speak to Samuel. Samuel uh, didn't know what to do. He didn't know who was calling him. And uh, finally Eli realized what was going on. And uh, he told me, he said, when you hear the Lord call, he said, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And so God told him what he was going to do to Eli's house, by the way. But we come to verse 19. After Samuel told, he, told Eli everything, but in verse 19 of chapter 3, the Bible said, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. Well, the word of God was important to Samuel. And all Israel, and all Israel from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. How'd all that happen? Hannah lent him to the Lord. When you study the life of Samuel, you'll find out that Samuel was probably one of the greatest prophets that Israel ever had. Got to ordain the first king, got to anoint the first king that Israel ever had, King Saul. Got to go anoint David. Went over there to Jesse's house. And by the way, if, if you know anything about Jesse, uh, it does, if you go back and, and you think about your children, Ruth and Boaz had a boy named Obed. You know who Obed? You know who Obed had? Obed had Jesse. You know who Jesse had? Jesse had King David. So God is using Samuel because Hannah lent him 
to the Lord. One of the greatest prophets that there ever was was in Samuel. You come to Hebrews chapter 11, the roll call of faith that deals with Abel and deals with Enoch and deals with Noah and deals with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and deals even with Rahab the harlot. And you come all the way down to verse 32 and he says, What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also. And then he said, And Samuel and of the prophets. Samuel ended up in the roll call of faith. I believe he ended up there because his start was right with his mom and dad. I know I talk a lot about Hannah, but if you remember and go back and look at what I talked about right back over here, what did Elkanah say? He said, only the Lord established his word. Elkanah knew what was going on. He wasn't, listen, she, I don't believe that she was making these decisions without him knowing what was happening and what was going on. <coughs> so God <coughs> took Samuel and used him. So Hannah's desire was for him to be used of God. Hannah's decision was to give him to the Lord. But then look in chapter 2 with me. I want you to look at Hannah's declaration, her praise. As I study this, let's go back to chapter 1 for just a second. And I I want to show you the difference between her two prayers. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore, verse 10, going in verse 11. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou would indeed... I look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and forget not thine handmaid but will give unto thine handmaid a man child and I will give him unto the Lord all days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass that she continued praying before the Lord Deli marked her mouth. Now Hannah she spake in her heart only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. And therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her How long wilt thou be drunk and put away thy wine from thee? And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit, and I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. As a matter of fact, if you go down to verse 18, you'll find that her countenance had been sad. Notice how she's praying. In bitterness of soul, in her affliction, and in, as in her sorrowful spirit, and in the abundance of her complaint and grief. She prayed in chapter 1. Look in chapter 2. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Well, something's happened, hasn't it? That's a good way to start a prayer, ain't it? To say that my heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, that, uh, for there is none besides thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by Him actions are weighed. 
The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumble are girded with strength. They that are full have hired out themselves for bread. They that were hungry see so that the barren uh, hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxed feeble. The Lord uh, killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and He hath set the world upon them. And He will keep the feet of His saints and the wicked shall be silent in darkness for by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces out of heaven. Shall He thunder upon them? The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. And he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. And Elkanah went to Ramah to his house. And the child did minister unto the Lord before Eli the priest. Why would you read that preacher? Hannah's praise, her declaration. She has just give up her son. She has lent him to the Lord. I, I, I believe that she probably prayed to us while she was at the tabernacle. I can't prove that, but in my mind, that's where we're at. And she has gave her son up to serve God. And now she has a prayer of praise. She is exalting the Lord. There was no complaint. There was no grief. Uh, uh, there was no sorrow. Uh, uh, listen, she was giving him to God to be used of God. She knew she'd have to give him up. But look at her praise. She wouldn't get to see him all the time. But look at her praise. I often thought about Hannah as I read about this story in my daily Bible reading when it comes time to read that or I'm reading about it for some other reason. I, I, I think about Hannah. I reckon how proud she was when she would hear the stories of Samuel. I mean, I mean think about it. It's no different now than it, than, than it is then. And that she would praise the Lord for what God was doing. She'd only get to hear about what was going on in his life. But look at the praise that she gave. Hannah and Elkanah gave Samuel to the Lord. To be lent to the Lord. To be used of God. Can I say tonight that they didn't put no stipulations on the Lord to say, Lord, we'd like for you to do this or do that with him. All she said was, I have lent him to the Lord as long as he liveth. He shall be lent to the Lord. You know, when you lend something to somebody, it's theirs to use, ain't it? I don't think Hannah ever changed her mind. I don't think she ever begrudged giving him to the Lord. I think she probably missed him. I think there might have been nights that she was sad that he wasn't at home. But she knew that he was serving God. Can I tell you moms and dads tonight, the greatest thing, the greatest thing for your child 
is to serve God. It's not to make money. It's not to have a big name. But it's to serve God and to make the Lord happy with our life tonight.